Pixel C1 and only official video game podcast of Culture Pop. We have quite the show for you today. Uh, we are once again without Mr. Stevens. Um, so it's just going to be the two of us today. But that said, we have a topic and it's a good one. Uh, and we're also going to talk about... I'm going to finish talking about um, uh, some movies that I watched during the Halloween times. Uh, Dylan is going to talk about some stuff. And then we've both been playing video games. I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop man, Josh McMullen. And I am joined, as almost always, by one of my two co-hosts, Dylan, number one victory, Real Martin... Oh my, I don't even know where to start with that. Are I wish we could play the oh. song without it being a copyright issue. Mm, yeah. Are, are you doing okay? Yeah, I mean, like, that nickname and seeing what you're playing, I'm just... Are, are you okay? Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna be in for a... Well, actually, I'm not really even... Well, no. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... It's not my... I don't know why. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to answer that question because I'm definitely playing Fortnite, but am I having a good time? That's a question. <laughs> but I keep playing it, so hey. I don't know what that means. Well, you know, uh, this is something we can maybe, maybe possibly get into with our topic. Uh, but it's definitely something that's happened to me before in the past where, like... Uh, I actually, you know what? DVD is a very good example of this. I will... Well, I haven't in a while, but, like, when I was playing it very, very consistently, there would be times where I'd be playing the game and I would just be like, I'm playing this, but I'm not having fun. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was your last spell up until now. Yeah, yeah. I'm very, I mean, I'm very excited about the, the Chucky news. Um, I was too, dude. Sabrina yeah. came in three hours late and was like, Chucky's coming to Dead by Daylight. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I found out about that first thing this morning. Don't try to <laughs> hype me up with this. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I, uh, the, <laughs> the streamer that I've been following, uh, she plays Dead by Daylight. Um, oh, and, Bryn streams? And... No. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Uh, but the, uh, I, I went into her discord today and I dropped that trailer and I said, I am so fucking back Yep. <laughs> because like, I, it's not that like the alien chapter was bad. I thought it was the, the perks that came along with like alien and Ripley were both very good. Um, and I, you know, to be honest with you, I don't actually think I've ever played on the Nostromo map, which is strange. Oh. Um, can you hear me? Is that me? Was that you? <gasps> Are you I've dead? I've lost audio. Hold on. He's lost what audio. Are you there? Yes. What the fuck? I heard with Alien and Ripley, 
And then I was like, mm-hmm. And then nothing. But I saw your little box still moving in the podcast room, so that was weird. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. Mm. I unplugged my headset, and I replugged it in, and then it, it's working. Hey. Well, hey, as long as it's I'm working. Sorry. Just edit it out. It never happened. Yeah. No, this never happened. No. This please, will not be in there. It. it will definitely not be in there. Yeah. I. It took about 15 seconds, so is that really worth your editing time? No. <laughs> no. It's going to be in there, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that uh, we'll was real see. live action of me. Uh, that's Dying. how I handle a situation. You'll hear me panic for about 0.5 seconds, and I immediately... Uh, found a solution, so put that on my resume. I handled pressure well. Well, I do not, oh. uh, which is why I don't know why I'm so good at DPD. I'm just kidding. I'm not that good, but yeah, you are. I mean, I, I'm okay. I feel like I'm you can't okay. even make the. I can't. Uh, you can't even make the joke that you're not. You've hit. Um, what's the top tier? The, the oh yeah, tier? the 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 iridescent. Yeah. Yeah. I've hit that a couple times. Blood. Didn't you do it for killer or no? Uh, no, I've never done it for killer, but I just I don't play killer enough to. Right. What's the highest with killer? Uh, I think I got into the golds once. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're fine at the game. <laughs> yeah, if you that, can hit well, gold killer and iridescent survivor, you're perfectly fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not. By I'm fine, not I mean good. good. But, uh, well, you know. Yeah. You understand the game. This is I your understand thing. The game. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, no. The last time that I was I was very excited about something. I think was the Nicolas Cage, but really that didn't do <laughs> much outside of like add Nicolas Cage. You know what I mean? So like the last yeah. chapter that I was very very like into was probably the Resident Evil chapter. Maybe Hellraiser. Those were With back in twenty twenty one. Uh no no the one with Nemesis the the Wesker stuff I was less excited about because uh, Ada and Rebecca aren't exactly my favorite you know Resident Evil characters and Wesker's cool and all but God playing against him such a fucking pain. Oh uh, yeah, that's my issue, uh, <laughs> motherfucker, is that I don't like playing against him. And I'm gonna just swinging it back to good old um, Chuke. Remember, if it wasn't sometime this year that we were. <clears throat> streaming and playing. It was definitely end of quarter, end of year last year, whatever. Um, I, I don't like... What's the siblings? Oh, uh, the the twins. The twins. Yeah. Okay. I don't like being chased by the little twin at all. <laughs> I don't like hearing it coming. I don't... It's the only time in the game that I still genuinely get terrified is when I hear that little shit hunting mm. me. And I told you a year ago or nine months ago that Chucky is going to be introduced to this game inevitably, and it's going to be exactly like that little mm -hmm. shit times yeah. ten on cocaine, and I'm not going to be happy. I'm happy, but I'm not happy at all because it's Do going to be the most terrifying killer in the game. Yeah, so I was I was watching uh, Ots play the the PTB of this today, and dude, his power is kind of incredible. He can kind of become like um, completely stealthy. Like you don't, he doesn't have no, a terror no, radius. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, 
No, because no, because Mikey <laughs> and Ghostface are already my two most hated played. No, no. Yeah, there is no yeah. reason for a third fucking one to be in the game. Oh, oh my man. god! And he's it's going to be so good. It's yeah, not even yeah. like I can see him coming from across the map. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm so excited, dude. It's and this is uh, I was I was saying this today. This is like the first time that I think I've genuinely been excited to play Wait a, a killer. Is there a survivor? No. Okay, because that would be weird if it was a kid. Yeah, it's only uh, it's only Chucky, and there's going to be like a charm that comes with it, but no new map and no survivors. Oh, they could have so. done they could have done like the original Child's Playhouse or something. Give us another like Mikey situation with uh, I about said Elm Street like a fucking idiot. <sighs> it's not that one. The other one where Michael lives, Halloween Street, uh, Haddonfield. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, no, that's this cool stuff. Uh, why is. the I'm fuck are we talking about this? Because, hold on, no, no, no. Why are we talking? Mm. Oh, we were Something talking about, about me playing Fortnite. Yeah, about how you were playing it and you weren't having fun. Ah, that's it. Well, yeah. yeah anyway, we'll get into that later. <laughs> I keep going back. Like it's it's a it's a whole thing. Yeah. Well, I, I guess right off the bat, speaking of Chucky. Uh, over the course of, uh, October, uh, I kind of watched a large swath of the catalog of Child's Play movies. Um, I watched Child's Play 3. LOL. I saw that it says the Chucky franchise, not just Chucky. That's amazing. I thought you were just talking about the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. Oh my God. Uh, so I watched, uh, I watched Child's Play 3, I watched Bride of Chucky, I watched Curse of Chucky, uh, Cult of Chucky, and then I started, uh, season two of the, um, of the TV series because, uh, I had seen season one, I hadn't had a chance to see season two, and they finally released it on Peacock. Um, so we're, Kayla and I are, I think, five episodes in? Um, of uh, the fucking TV series. Damn, I couldn't, could not think. Um, but yeah, so uh, Chucky has been a. We were talking about this earlier in the group chat, but Chucky has been a um or Child's Play, whatever, has been uh kind of a uh. It's like a staple in all of our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's probably the best way to describe it. I remember being terrified as fuck of that yeah. original movie. Um, I actually don't know why I saw it as young as I did, but I, I remember being absolutely fucking terrified. Um, and since then, I've kind of gotten over that. I've seen I've seen all of these movies before. Um, uh, the only thing that I hadn't seen was the was the series and. Um, yeah, it was really fun revisiting these because, uh, like, I watched, I think, Child's Play 1 and 2 last year at some point, and I, both of those movies are, are really top tier for me. The The first one especially, I think, is one of the, the, the best horror movies to come out of the 80s, like, real talk. Um, it's just, it's genuinely scary, uh, and um, has, like, just some really, really fantastic, like, 
performances and 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 puppetry and stuff like that um, is just very good. Um, Child's Play Two is kind of like where I, I feel like Chucky became Chucky, so to speak. Uh, like the first one kind of had like a little bit of like satire to it and had like, it was funny in some places, but I think it was mostly unintentionally. I think child's play two is where the humor starts to actually come out. Um, and then, so I was rewatching three, uh, three kind of remains the, the worst in the franchise to me. Um, I didn't get to watch seed of Chucky and I know that some people, uh, kind of think that's the worst. I need to rewatch it because I I remember liking it, but kind of feeling like it was like the second worst in the franchise just because not necessarily the other ones were so much better than it. Or, or not because it was bad, but, but because the other ones were so much better. Um, so I need to go back to that one. But like, I remember Child's Play 3 being really bad, and it is still really bad. Um, I There's no way to really sugarcoat it. Like, the kills that just aren't very good, uh, they're not very suspenseful. And even when they lean into some of the humor uh, elements, like, it's not enough. Like, Bride of Chucky and seed of chuck you really really lean into the humor a lot especially especially bride i feel like um because bride is kind of poking fun at a lot of things including itself um and child's play 3 has humor in it but it's just not it's still trying to straddle the line of being scary but also entertaining and it it just doesn't do any of that very well um yeah, it's not great. But then Bride of Chucky uh, comes out, and that was, I, I want to say, like six or seven years later. Uh, and kind of, in a weird way, reboots the franchise and takes it into that, that sort of comedy era. Uh, and I really like Bride of Chucky. It's top three for me, I think, in, in, this, uh, in the franchise. Uh, but behind one and two, obviously. Um, but it's it's got some of the funniest shit in the entire franchise. Like, there's so many little things. Like, there's a scene that is just completely unnecessary, both to the movie and to, like, the kind of plot. But where Chucky sees this dude smoking a joint or a bong or something like that <laughs> in his car... And he's just crawling around. He sees the dude smoking the joint. And then he just flicks him off for, like, no reason. <laughs> like, and, like, he he said he has some of the best lines in this movie. Like, there's a, there's the scene where Tiffany's talking about how they should steal a car. And uh, he says something to her. What, what the fuck does he say? He says something like... Um, Oh yeah, why don't you be the uh, the pedals and I'll I'll do the steering wheel. We're fucking dolls, you dolt. And it's <laughs> like the delivery of the line is so fucking funny. Um, yeah, Bride of Chucky just really kind of rules. It's not uh, really all that scary, which is unfortunate. No. But like, it's 
it's really entertaining. Like, really, really entertaining. It was a staple of my childhood, too. Like, yeah. in terms of horror movies. Yeah, dude. Uh, oh, it also taught me a lot about what I like from Jennifer Tilly, too. Oh, oh dude, Jennifer Tilly. She's, she's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned really quickly that anything dressed completely in black and a, with a little bit of an attitude and a witchy, dark, culty vibe is definitely getting my attention. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> She's, uh, yeah, she's wonderful in that. And that, yeah. that's one of the things that kind of like, so she carries over into, um, well, so, so the, the movies after Seed kind of flopped, so to speak, uh, they kind of rebooted again with um, Curse of Chucky. So I'm not going to lie. I thought everything after Bride of Chucky flopped. And then uh, this is just like, I don't, I did not watch anything after Bride of Chucky. So I have no idea. Okay, but so, that's so there are definitely good movies after. Yes, yes. That's cool. uh, again, know. like I like I liked Seed. I need to go back and rewatch it because some of the stuff that I liked it for was stuff that was like I feel like ahead of its time, and I I'm not sure if it holds up or not. Like Seed of Chucky really kind of tackles. Um, sort of uh, I don't know the best way to describe it but basically like the expectations of your parents when you're a, a queer child um, and and very specifically it kind of goes into uh, I think uh, non-binary um, stuff which I'm not I, I mean it was made in 2004 so I'm not sure that it holds up uh, but my memory of it was is like, oh, this is fucking cool. This is stuff that like nobody's really talking about yet, you know. Um, so I I don't know. I'd, I I need to go back, but yeah, it it flopped pretty hard in two thousand four, uh, and so they rebooted it in I think it was twenty thirteen, um, with Curse of Chucky, which was a sort of like. We want to go back to making Chucky scary again, and uh, it works. It's really good. Like it's a it's sort of a haunted house movie, and Chucky is definitely in it. But like the first probably forty five minutes to an hour are very much centered around like the the suspense. Stuff ah, that made the, the first movie I work. Like. Yep. Yeah, so it 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 works. It's very very good. Um, and uh, again, it kind of reboots the series. But like towards the end, it kind of like it's like oh, we're actually going to tie this back into the old stuff a little bit, and kind of gives like some more uh, backstory to like Charles Lee Ray and what he was going on before uh, before Child's Play. Um, actually happened and like that's cool um yeah it's weird though because it is a standalone and you could watch it standalone and that stuff where it ties back in feels very weird because of it like if you were just watching this movie as the first Chucky movie you ever saw like the stuff where it's talking about Charles Lee Ray from the beginning it's kind of like Huh? Like why yeah. why is this stuff in there? But 
as as a fan of the series, it's very cool that it ties it back in and does it relatively well. Like that. Honestly, my only complaint is that it just seems like a, a big exposition dump at the end of the movie. Um, but it, it's uh, like I said, it, it goes back to being kind of scary. Uh, like it's really like for a. I think this was only Don Mancini's second directed movie uh, after Seed of Chucky. It's surprisingly well made. Uh, like it it looks like someone who knew what he was doing made the movie, which is good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like it a lot. Uh, the last one uh, is Cult of Chucky, which um, goes real hard, like real hard in to tying everything back in. It still has like a standalone element to it, but like the movie begins with a like, hey, this is what's been happening with this character that you haven't seen for like four movies. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't like cult as much as I like curse. Um, and it feels a little bit lesser to me. Like almost like even though curse did like a, had a, it had a pretty good reception in, uh, in like the, the DVD market. Uh, but it feels like the, the budget on cult was actually lower than curse somehow. And I, I, I don't know why it feels that way because it's still kind of the same thing where it's, it's set in one location. Uh, it kind of still follows around just a small cast of characters. Um, but I don't know. It's, uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting one because like I said, it does tie everything back in. Um, or, or at least, uh, does it more than you probably would have expected. Um, and then it, that, that brings us to the series, which I haven't finished. I, and I'll, I'll probably, uh, come back to that in another episode. Uh, once I have finished the series, but like the series really kind of brings everything like, full circle where it's talking about stuff that happened in seed, which the previous two movies had kind of like, uh, not mentioned. And it, it ties back in old characters all the way back from the first movie. And like, it really works. And, uh, like the new cast of characters, I think are really pretty strong. Um, I, I really like the series a lot. Uh, I need to finish it before I say anything, but like, if you like anything with Chucky, uh, I, I recommend the series a lot. It's on Peacock. It's uh, all three seasons. Well, not all three because season three has uh, been cut in half because of the strikes that happened this year and stuff. But, um, yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's really, really good stuff. That's fun, dude. I might wind up watching. I've not seen, like I said, I've not seen um, Seed, Curse, Cult, um, and I didn't watch the reboot in 2019 or whatever that was supposed to oh. be. You can you can skip that one. I remember. I think mm, I don't remember. It had I, to be right when we were starting the podcast. I remember you and I don't know if you and Kayla did an episode that I went back and listened to at some point. But you guys reviewed that movie. Oh um, yeah, probably. That sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, that was. 
I think I wanted to watch it at the time from what you guys were saying because like I think it was a modern day take and like some of the kills were really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that's basically my takeaway from it is like I like the updated stuff that they did where they make Chucky feel like something that's happening in 20 I think it was 2019 that movie came yeah. out. And and some of the kills are really cool, but like as a whole I I don't uh, it's fine. It's a fine yeah. movie. I feel that. So skip that. Go straight to the series, probably. Yeah. That's what I would do. I wonder if, hopefully Sabrina's down. If I feel like she would be. That's a fun time. Yeah. And it's on Peacock. And it's on Peacock, which you own because you are watching The Office. <clears throat> Boom! Great I'm, great minds. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I, fi- I, I I said this probably sometime at the beginning of the year. I really don't remember, but I started watching the Office Superfan episodes. Um, and I never stopped. I just never talked about it again after I started. Um, it's taken me this long to finish it. It's the first six seasons only, um, which is fine because that's probably some of the better content in the Office. Not probably. That's the better content in the Office anyway. Um <clears throat> So this is essentially just extended episodes, keeping all of the deleted scenes not deleted. And I'm so glad I went back to watch this, dude, because Office is probably my favorite show of all time. Like, I just, I can go back to it. It's my comfort show. I, I, I don't get tired of it. It's the only, Mm. it's, I can put it on and watch it and it's just my happy place. Um, but getting b- to go and like watch these super fan episodes and see all the extended cuts that I've seen bits and pieces of over the years because of like different YouTube videos or whatever. Uh, but actually getting to see it in the show, it was a lot of fun and it adds a lot to these characters that we all know super well by now. Um, one of the very, very last episodes I watched had Michael, uh, kind of having, a one-on-one with Joe Bennett, the CEO of Saber. And, you know, it was after Andy essentially leaked this giant malfunction to the press that happens with the Saber printers. And in, if I'm not mistaken, in the actual show, you don't see what I saw in the extended episode. In the extended episode, Michael genuinely fights for Andy. And Michael has, a, like, a few of these moments spread throughout seasons one through six where you listen to him and you're like, oh, shit. Like, he's not a complete idiot. Like, he has these moments that really shine through. Like, he's a really great salesman, and he knows what he's doing. And on top of that, he can put his foot down and be a good boss. It's just you have to dig to get there. And in this last episode, I don't think we ever saw that in the in the original, where he kind of has this one-on-one with Joe. And it shows how much he fought to get Andy not fired. And how, how like... It's Michael's office, so he needs to have the say over what happens to this employee, blah, 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 and he backs Joe down. And it's it's awesome, man. Like, there was just little sprinklings of that all throughout the the six seasons. And if you haven't watched it as an Office fan, I highly recommend it. It's on Peacock. It's a lot of fun. It adds so much to these characters that I genuinely think moments should have been in the show. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, that was definitely, you know, that's cut for a reason. But other times I'm like, why was this not in the core episode? Because it's so great. I mean, there are times that I genuinely laughed out loud from some of the deleted content. And I'm like, this should have made it in over something else. But 
I've rewatched it. I'm not even kidding. It's I'm approaching double digit times of watching The Office probably. Um, I'm and now that I finished the six seasons of uh, Superfan, I'm just seven, eight, nine through uh, just normal. I'm gonna finish it one more time. And then Sabrina said the magic word. She was like, I kind of want to start Parks and Rec. And I'm like, that's a good idea. We'll do that right <laughs> after this. Um, I have only watched Parks and Rec twice, so let's do it a third time. But, dude, super fan episodes are great. Recommend it. Okay. My, my non-pick of the week, pick of the week. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Good, though. Yeah, that's I, I feel like... Um... I feel like I've seen some of the some of the super fan episodes without having seen some of the super fan episodes. If that makes sense, yeah. Like I, I feel like I've seen like parts of them that have come through like either on Netflix or like, I if I'm not mistaken, NBC was kind of like releasing them on like like their website or something like that around the time that the show was was becoming popular. Oh, that's um, pretty cool. Okay. I could be wrong, but like I feel like I remember that being a thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I was way late to the office. I actually hated it for a long time. Oh, really? Oh, dude. Uh, Interesting. One of, yeah, one of my buddies at work uh, always tried to get me to watch it. I'm like, nah, I'm a Parks and Rec guy. Like, I just, I, I can't get into Steve Carell's humor. Blah blah blah. Just not for me. And it was always season one. And you know what they say? You have to make it past season one. Yeah. So, yeah. I, it's, I that's something I to be honest with you I think conventional wisdom has said about both that and Parks and Rec I yep. don't hold that to be true I like both those first seasons yeah now I do but yeah yeah I feel you I, I definitely yeah it took me a couple of tries and then I definitely made it past season one and then once season two hit I was I was super hooked um, yeah. But yeah, you're. It, I now enjoy season one of both shows, so I'm right there with you. Hell yeah! <clears throat> okay, cool. Well, uh, I'm gonna have to go back and give this a watch because yeah, I, fun, I haven't man. watched it in a while. Well, I would say now is the time, but you got a lot to do before the year's over. <sighs> so much shit to do. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, well, uh. The last movie that I watched on Halloween night was VHS 85, and that was preceded about a week earlier by VHS 99. Um, I had watched VHS 94 back, uh, I think it was actually last year, um, and I never got around to 99, which actually did come out last year. Um, I don't I don't really know why I never got around to it, to be completely honest with you, but um, that was just something that I... I never got around to and so i was like well i need to do this i like this franchise let me let me get to it and uh so i watched it and the thing i really like about what they have decided to do now with these movies is that they have they have decided that they're going to take the change it from like having like a just the theme around like found footage that they're now going to uh kind of make it like a we're going to keep the found footage thing but we're going to tie it to a theme of like individual years and so 
The first one that they did this for, I am relatively positive, was 94, which came out about three years ago. And I liked it. I thought it was like an interesting take because uh, the first one was kind of like yearless, so to speak. And so was the second one. The third one, which is called Viral wasn't necessarily tied to like a year, but it was very much tied to like a, like a place in time. It was tied to like internet culture and stuff like that. Um, and then 94 came around and they were like, well, we're going to take this and we're going to kind of make it into a, um, like a, a thing where we tie it to, you know, specific years that have been you like they utilized VHS tapes. So uh 94 was good. I enjoyed it, but I I don't remember it being as crazy memorable as these two did. Uh VHS 99 given when I grew up this shit like I don't want to say it hit me like a ton of bricks, but like it, it felt so real to me. Each one of the little like sections that was in this felt like something I would have been watching as a kid. Like there, there was a, there's a segment that kind of like takes a look at the realities of what we kind of did to children in the nineties with shows like, uh, uh, do you remember the show guts? Uh, no. Okay, so Guts was, or, or like maybe, do you remember uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple? I actually, no, I'm sorry. Okay, so these were shows in the 90s on Nickelodeon, very specifically, that were like, uh, I'm trying to think of a, a, an alternative, like adult version that you would know. But uh, more or less, they were like uh, American Gladiators, but for kids. Um, where you had like an obstacle course tied alongside some like sort of like uh, trivia questions and and stuff like that. Um, And it really, really was a... um, Like it was very exploitative of of children. Um, And this one segment in particular kind of really takes that to like an extreme. Um, and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm really fucking into this. Um, there was another one where like the themes are, are like the, the theme, uh, was more or less tied to like, wanting to be a part of something and because you want to be a part of that something so bad, you lose yourself in the process. Um, and it was, it was tied to like, kind of like hazing culture, which again, I remember being a huge thing that people were talking about in the late nineties and early two thousands where like, um, you had people actively like getting involved in these hazing rituals and like people dying because of it and shit. Um, the other one that, well, there were, I think there were five in total. There was no wraparound narrative, which was awesome. Uh, but 
Um, the other three, there was one called Shredding, which kind of tied back into like 90s like music culture and um, uh, like that one was kind of cool. Um, the last segment was called To Hell and Back and it was kind of like a a fun little... I can't remember if I talked about it on the show or not, but uh, it was done by the the, the husband-wife duo who did uh, Deadstream. And basically, it, it's like a, a real fun, like, what if the world actually was ending at, uh, like, during Y2K? And these witches are trying to, um, like, bring about Satan's return or something like that. And it, <laughs> it takes these people like literally into the middle of hell and ends with this fun, like body swap thing that happens. I really thought it was fun. Um, and then the last one that I want to talk about was one that really spoke to me, uh, because I grew up during the time it was called the Gawkers. And basically, Oh, the premise hey, of this one. I remember yeah. that one. <laughs> you remember that one? The Gawkers? The Yeah, the Gawkers? What yeah, that? why that one of all things? <laughs> I didn't remember the other ones. Oh my god. Wait. Is that not a show from the 90s? Uh, I don't think so. I could be Oh my wrong. god, that's not... What am I thinking of? I have no oh idea. no! I genuinely, Josh. I even had character faces in my head. <laughs> oh my god! And it's not real. So while you talk about this, I'm going to figure out how I've gaslit myself to believe I know a show. Yeah. Um, it comes up as VHS, even son of a bitch. Oh my god. So yeah, the the premise behind this one is basically that. You have all of these these high school kids, these t- these teenage kids, and they're doing stupid shit like making videos of themselves in skate parks and stuff like that. And they have this neighbor who they think is very hot. Well, it shows them all being kind of like douchebags. Like at one point, they they have a camera that they are trying to conceal so then they can get some upskirt video of these two girls. They get caught. And at a certain point, they uh, are making fun of one of the characters' little brothers who they see actually talking to the girl next door who they think is super hot. And he's nerdy and into computers and stuff like that. He goes over there to help her set up her new computer and they pressure him into installing some spyware on there so that then they can hack into her webcam so that then they can maybe see her naked. It feels very much like the premise of that scene from American Pie. And it ends up biting them in the ass because she knows and she's actually not what she claims. Uh, or well, She's not a human. We'll just put it that way. Um, and it ends up... Yeah, <laughs> Uh, it ends up being a um, a fun little, like, you guys wanted to see me in all my glory? Okay. Like, here's here's what's going to happen to you type thing. Um, I just, that one, that one uh, really, like, I, I feel like it hit the nail 
right on the head with with regards to like 1998 internet culture and, and things like that. Um, fucking worked for me. Loved it. Um, it was not as good as VHS 2 because VHS 2 has one of the all-time best sequences in, in any anthology movie, any found footage movie. Like, it's just very, very good. I liked 99 almost as much as I liked that one. Then, final movie of Halloween, VHS 85, we pull it up, and this is my favorite of the franchise, and is maybe my favorite found footage movie. Um, not my favorite anthology, because Creepshow just fucking rules. Um, but VHS 85 genuinely feels like a movie that is actual found footage, and... In that way, it feels very scary. It feels like it's something I shouldn't be watching. It feels... Like the last ten minutes of Blair Witch? Y- yeah, yeah, honestly. Like, it, it feels like something that, like, <clears throat> really... It, 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 it shouldn't be... It, uh, it feels dangerous. Yeah. That, that, that's probably the best way to, to, to phrase it. And... Each one of the segments in this, with the exception of one, and I can kind of like, I can kind of get away from that because it speaks to real fears that we're having today. But each one of them feels like something that actually happened that people caught on their cameras. And like, because of that, it's scary. Like the very first sequence is these, these people go on this trip. They're going out to a lake they uh, see all these signs that they shouldn't be going to the lake. It's almost like a Friday the 13th type thing. And then, uh, like, a couple of them get out on the boat while another two stay behind. Like, I think there are, like, six of them total. Four of them get out on the boat and the other two stay behind. And they're all just having a good time out on the boat. They're videotaping stuff. And then they start hearing these sounds. And then the girl who's on the um, jet skis, or not jet skis, just water skis. She's trying to finish it, or learn how to water ski. She just drops into the water, and they're like, oh, what's going on? And then you hear more of the sounds, and then you realize it's fucking gunfire, and they're being shot at from the shore. And, like, that whole sequence where they're being shot at and you're in the boat with them while you're hearing the like bullets rip through the air near them is so fucking scary, dude. Like, I, I don't even know any other way to put it. It's just scary. I would never, ever want to be in that situation. Ever. It made me so uncomfortable. Okay. Um, That's fucking horrifying, dude. Because first, <clears throat> just real quick... Mm-hmm. Where can you watch this? Uh, this is on Shutter. Shutter. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Okay. Well, just real quick on that. I I want to watch this from how you're putting it, but I fucking have bad PTSD. Um, <clears throat> four years ago, I was fishing down on a reservoir, and it's in the, it's in the deep woods, dude. Like, I mean, you can't fucking see me anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not wearing bright, vibrant colors. 
somewhere behind me. I don't know what was happening, what they're doing. I don't know if they were aiming at me. <clears throat> I, gunfire just started racing past me. Like, I have never felt that kind of fear in my life. Yeah. I don't know if, I, like, it was hitting the water next to me. It was by some miracle I did not get hit. I don't know if they were just being redneck idiots firing into the woods. <laughs> Likely. If they thought I was on private property, which I was not. I'm on public property. <clears throat> um, I don't know what it was, but bullets were hitting the water next to me, and I ran. Like, I still had the fishing pole in my hands. I wasn't thinking. I was just moving. And it to this day, I have never been that scared. I have never had that kind of a... Josh, I'm fat. I ran <laughs> half a mile without stopping up a hill. Mm. I was out. Because and I, this is what gets me, dude. I, I ran the shoreline. And I, I don't think that it was out of pure panic. But I swear to God, the bullets kept coming like... As I was running to the left, so did the bullet. Scared the shit out of me, dude. Mm. So this that you're talking about right now, like I still get, I get still get a little shaky when I think about that. So I'm like, is this going to trigger something if I sit and watch this? Because how you're making it sound, this is something I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, the very first thing we watch is this fucking PTSD triggering event for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, anyway, man. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. I mean that that's part of the, that's what I'm saying. Like that's one of the it's things very that makes real. It, yeah. Um, the the second one is called God of Death, and it kind of ends in a weird, uh, like supernatural way. But like the whole, like first, it, it's probably like a, a, a I'd say probably ten to fifteen minute long segment, and the first probably somewhere between like. Seven to ten minutes of it is basically you're just following these uh, broadcasters, these new news broadcasters around as they are attempting to make their way out of a building as it's collapsing around them because of an earthquake. And again, it's one of those things where like that, like the supernatural stuff at the end almost doesn't matter because the scary part is them trying to get out of this building without shit collapsing yeah. all around them. Like, it's really fucking scary. Um, the the one that I was talking about that I, I was like, I don't know that this one's, like, necessarily scary, but, like, it ties into things that we're talking about now. Uh, it's called Techno God, uh, and it's supposed to be this sort of, like... Um, uh, like one woman show where she's uh, demonstrating a uh, VR thing and she's talking about the God of technology. And I feel like it, it kind of speaks a lot to our societal fear, fears right now about how technology is kind of like outpacing us and where it could potentially go. Uh, so it kind of gets a pass for me on that one. Um the next one is called Ambrosia, which is actually a sister piece to the 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 very first one, No Wake, where you actually see who was shooting at the people at the very beginning, and she was filming it, and the whole premise of it is set around a party for her having sort of like popped her cherry 
killing these people in a sort of ritualistic way. Um, yeah, I think I'm seeing parts of that now in the pictures that I'm pulling up. <laughs> yeah, and it is very, like, the whole premise behind it is scary because you're like, oh, these people, they just don't care. Like, they don't care that they kill people. They see it as like a, a, a rite of passage and that they're like, this is what they're supposed to do. But it gets even like scarier, I feel like, near the end because near the end of it, you see how attached these people are to their guns and their culture around guns. And it's very like, okay, modern day parallels. Like they don't give a fuck about people dying at the hands of guns. They only care about whether or not they can uphold their weird puritanical beliefs around gun culture. And that's, again, it's a very real fear. It's a very real, like, there are insane people out there who have guns and they will hurt you because that's what they want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy, dude. I'm actually looking this, this sounds right up my alley. Like, I feel very sold on this and I'm just going to tell you right now, this whole time I thought you said shutter, like a, like a shutter S-H-U-T-T-E-R. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> yep. Uh, the last one, the last one is called Dream Kill. It's from Scott Derrickson, who you may or may not know as the writer director of a little movie called, um, Sinister. Um, this movie kind of takes a premise from that movie where it kind of shows home invasion stuff from the point of view of the killer. And it is... Like, there are, if I'm not mistaken, I may have forgotten this, but if I'm not mistaken, there are three sequences that you see from the point of view of the killer. And it's really scary, especially the first one, because the the first one you hear the woman on the phone with 911 trying to get someone to come and help her. And she's like, someone's in my house. I know that they're in my house. And she's trying to be quiet. And all the while you're, you're hearing that over the phone, you see from the point of view of the killer, that's so fucked up him searching for her. And it is like, I like genuinely like the, the, the whole point of the, this that I'm trying to get at with, with this one, it's my favorite one of the franchise. It's my, probably my favorite movie, uh, that wasn't bones and all that I watched during Halloween. And it's because it feels so real, dude. It feels so fucking scary. Like I, I don't, I genuinely don't get unnerved by, by just simple premises, but like the premises behind some of these are unnerving unto themselves. Um, yeah, it, it, it ends up being a little bit uh, longer, or, or not longer, sorry. It ends up going into a, a, a kind of like almost weird territory um, where it's uh, the the things that you're seeing are actually psychic dreams from uh, from this. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It, it starts to, Does it, it just... have to have a twist? Like, why, why the twist? Because what you're describing sounds terrifying as it is, so... Why the psychological supernatural twists? Why so, are they M. Night Shyamalan-ing me? The, 
in this one in particular, I think that it kind of works to its benefit because the dreams end up being from this kid that the detectives who are trying to solve the murder think is their prime suspect. They, they have finally found out that like he's milling them this, these tapes and, and that's why they think that he did it. They go to interview him or whatever and they bring in the dad of the kid who actually worked with the detective and the thing that, like, I I say the reason that I think it kind of works is it because it, it kind of ties back into this theme of, of the reality stuff where they're dreams that the kid's having, but they are things that the dad is acting out. And mm. the dad is a former cop, and the people that he was targeting in those tapes were this woman who accused him of sexually assaulting her and stalking her, Damn. which is why he lost his job. Yeah, and the second one, exactly. And it's about the cops and how they fucking like abuse their power yeah, in order yeah. to, to make things. And that again makes it fucking scarier. Like that's terrifying, dude. It's um, yeah. So I it really uh, works. Uh, you sold me, man. I don't know if I'm watching it tonight, but I will download shutter. Cause I see, I get a free trial. So yeah. And I am watching this. It's on there. It's fucking great. Um, That's crazy. It's really, really good stuff, man. I, I like the VHS franchise as a whole has some very um, uh, questionable decision making in in some of them. Like that, the first one I I really like, but it it's got some uh, stuff that kind of like. I don't know. It just doesn't work. VHS viral fucking sucks. Nothing in that one sucks. Uh, like it works at all. Um, yeah, I, I, there's some very questionable stuff. But these last three have been certified fucking bangers, dude. VHS ninety four ruled. Ninety nine was fucking awesome. And then eighty five is is the best one yet. So if you get a chance, if you you know, I don't know. If you get a chance, you should definitely check them out. Um, that's happening. I will tell you that for probably most of that, I was trying to search up the Gawkers to see what my trigger was. I mm. cannot find it. I cannot <laughs> find anything you just about fucking it. Fucking made it up. But like, I have characters in my head, like of like a, uh, not it's not like a mid-teen, I guess. But it's like an older, so like in the nineties. And I mm. swear to God, someone with more experience, please. It's it's the feeling of I have it on the tip of my tongue, but I can't say it. Mm. You know what I mean? And I hate that feeling. And I don't know what it is because the Gawkers doesn't even exist. But I swear to God, I remember something like that. I don't know. Mm. We have a topic. We do have a topic. Um, this this topic sprang forth from uh, actually Tony's. Oh yes, video games. Um, but we were talking in the Discord the other day about the, uh, I guess, overall quality of games that have come this year. Because I was talking about um, a little game that I'm playing currently, and uh, uh, has, yeah, the has thing happened. Yeah, the thing happened, um, and uh, Tony was just kind of talking about how. You know, 
this has been a year where it seems like every time there's a game of the year contender, it just it just kind of goes away in favor of something else. Like uh, originally, everyone was like, "Okay, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom, that's it," and then Baldur's Gate three came out and everyone was jerking it off, you know. And then um, like. Uh, what was the Diablo Spid- four Diablo four, then Spider-Man, then uh, now Alan Wake is the newest one. Like et- this year has been filled to the brim with so many just excellent games. Um, and I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that because he, one of the things that he brought up was like the last time that we had a year like this with so many was 2016, which I think yeah. I agree with uh, as a as a general rule. Like last year was a good year for games. The year before that was a good year for games. But like the last certified like high caliber, yeah, was yes. was probably twenty sixteen. I agree. Um. Um. So I guess the 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 thing I want to do with this conversation is I want to ask you first and foremost is like is is this the best year ever? ever for games or yeah i really i think like in in the years we can look back on i think we can say hold strong for us because we can look through them with nostalgia Mm -hmm. um or you know look at them with nostalgia rather but this year has been just it literally started in january and it's been a hit after hit it started with hi-fi rush for us um, mm-hmm. and then it just kept, dude, Resident Evil 4 came out this year. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, holy shit. That was in March or April. Yeah. Yeah, And then God. after that, like, look how it just kept going, dude. Mm-hmm. Because after that, and I know it doesn't hold a, a good place on our game of the year, but Final Fantasy came out after that. Yeah. And then maybe Diablo 4 before that even, and then after all of that, it was... Baldur's Gate, and then after Baldur's Gate, sure enough, it was Spider-Man, and then Spider-Man to Alan Wake, like you said, but then for me, I have games like Forza Motorsport 7, that's fucking wonderful, we have little games like Sea of Stars that came out this year that are doing great things for people, um, it, I don't, I mean, I, I say I don't remember a year like this, we talk about 2016, we talk about 2009, we talk about 2007, this has been like, games that are getting 10 out of 10s mm-hmm. like between the last big three Baldur's Gate Alan Wake and Spider-Man we can all consider those games 10 out of 10s pretty much um, well I, I haven't played Alan Wake I really want to before the year is over but um, oh money sucks fuck you capitalism um, <laughs> uh, fucking it is on the list though so I'm, I'm very much hoping to do it but I don't think Dude, I don't think another year comes close to this because in 2016, like in 2009, 2009, we had Assassin's Creed 2, we had Modern Warfare 2, we had Batman, um, fucking Arkham Asylum, I should say. Um, Left 4 Dead 2 came out. Like, you know, GTA had some expansions. I'm looking through a list on IMDb. I do not remember all this shit, I promise you. Um, just like. Even though, and I'm sure I'm like it, it doesn't go in any particular order. I'm just trying to scroll through, but even those don't hold a candle to what we just got this year, right? But then, like what I would have considered the all-time greatest year in gaming would have been 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, or sorry, 
uh, I don't know. I'm really torn. I'll get to 2015, 2016 in a minute. But, like, 2007 had Mass Effect and Bioshock and Modern Warfare, fucking Halo, Assassin's Creed, Portal, Team Fortress 2. Like, those are legendary games. Mm-hmm. Un- just very few things have been able to hold a candle to some of those franchises I just named. But then this year, look at it. It's just full chalk to the brim. I don't even have a list of games pulled up this year, and I know I've forgotten half of them. Um, but, dude, I think, I think this is the, the new GOAT when it, when it comes to quality and quantity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think that I may be in agreement with you. I think 2007 is, is a, a banner year for a lot of people, and I think that like a lot of the games that I think of from 20, or 2007... Um, probably go down as like literally all-time classics but for my money i i really think that in my lifetime this might be the best year Um, dude i forgot about resident evil and assassin's creed and starfield and fucking dead space and jedi survivor i forgot about all of those games octopath 2 Octopath 2 came out this year and it was like I Fuck. I didn't get around to it but it was received really fucking well, you know. Yeah, Lies of P. Like, like yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so it's just great, man. All right, topic over. Moving on to what we've been yeah, playing. Exactly. Um <laughs> no, so I think I think it's easy to see why this year is so good. And yep. I'm going to not blow anyone's minds when I say this, but it's because of COVID. With the way that everything broke with COVID in 2020, you had so many people out of out of the office, and they didn't come back for a while. But there were also like delays <clears throat> from like <clears throat> you had people who like legitimately they weren't working that entire time. They weren't working from home. They weren't doing any of that stuff. So you had things getting pushed back. That's what happened with uh, Final Fantasy 16. If I'm not mistaken, they had COVID hit, obviously, and then they had some sort of like earthquake thing happen in Japan. Um, I could have that wrong, uh, but like they had multiple things happen back to back where they weren't putting people back in the office in Square Enix until like kind of like last year, which is when everything kind of came together. And that's why that game took as long as it took to get out um i think you're seeing this in the movie industry as well with like things that were like supposed to have hit like uh mission impossible this year was supposed to have come out uh what was it two years ago i think or or something like that and it got delayed and delayed and delayed because of covid um i think that that's the easy explanation for this but like, do you think that there's something else that was like something was in the water for th- this many games to have come out this year? I don't think it was. I don't think it was something in the water. I think every now and then this is bound to happen when just this. I mean, truly, when you think about it, the stars did align here. Hmm. Um, because when I look at 2015 and 2016. I think I was looking at those through like rose-colored glasses because looking at the list now, they're not that impressive. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. But at the time, I guess if we had droughts between the years of 09 through these years where we saw five to eight, you know, maybe eight to ten g- <clears throat> great releases, that was that was a solid year. That was that was a really good year, right? Yeah. That was I mean almost one a month. Uh, yeah. if you if you were lucky. Um but it's been I'm not gonna say it's been a while for us, but the past few years we've had some cr- like big releases, big, big, big releases. Um stuff that we've been waiting on like uh, Cyberpunk that mm-hmm. eventually came out. Um but a lot of the games that came out this year have been coming for a long time i guess like spider-man 2 is one of them Baldur's gate 3 is one of them diablo 4 is another one street fighter 6 is another one it just so happened to me i mean i don't think they all said hey let's just blow everyone's fucking mind this year i think it's just we captured lightning in a bottle this year and i don't know how another year beats this because it was if it was minimum one game per month you can look January through now and probably track one game per month that came out that was, I'm not going to say game of the year worthy, but it was met with probable critical success. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how long it's going to be before we see this type of thing again, because we had almost two a month this year. I don't personally think anything special happened. I just think it's one of those years like 2007 where it's, it's the perfect storm. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I think it's a lot of these games have been in development for a long time. If you look at all of them, it's the, the Starfield, Zelda, Resident Evil 4, all the ones that I named earlier. Like, they're, it's just done. And here we are. Mm-hmm. Tw- 2023 is the best. <laughs> Maybe I'm not looking into it far enough, but I, I, I also just think we, we got really fucking lucky this year. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think in next year is going to be such a disappointment. Dude, yeah. I do we even ha- I can't name a single game coming out next year. GTA six. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh hang on, I'm gonna look at this. Twenty twenty four video game releases. That's wild, dude. I can't I'm sure I'm just being stupid about one because I'm sure one got delayed and pushed back. Let's see. Uh that Alone in the Dark remake, Prince of Persia. Um, I'm already disappointed. Yeah, right. Uh, the the new Like a Dragon is coming, so that's cool. Uh, Persona Three, which uh, that's an Austin classic. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this, and I'm not seeing. That's what I'm dude. We're gonna be this year has done terrible, terrible things for us. Oh, this Final year... Fantasy Seven Rebirth, yo. Oh, I mean that's a that's a good one then. That's a big one. Oh, um, avowed. Okay. Uh, well, we don't know for sure. That I was, but yeah, that's that one's questionable. I know. Uh, I know it's not for everyone, but I we have a uh, the new Destiny expansion coming out. We'll see how that goes. With, oh, if it comes out, have yeah, you been seeing the reports I on that was shit? About to say, <laughs> it's. I'm not in high hopes. Um, but outside of that, you should have uh, your Hellblade sequel. Oh yeah. Oh uh, well, we'll <clears throat> <Hopefully>. see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot of hopefullys next year. Yeah, um, yeah. But there were none this year because we got spoiled. Yeah, we're gonna go back and just see how many. What we should see how many eight out of tens or four out of fives we got this year. 
right? Because yeah. there's a lot of them, if not all of them. Yeah. And there's games that I haven't been able to play that I want to play, like One Piece Odyssey. Like, yeah, it's exactly. not for me. Dude, there's but... um, I was looking at my list again of, of games that like I want to get to before the end of the growing. year and it, yeah it just keeps growing but like mortal kombat one was this year oh fuck me dude i forgot like, right like uh this one's actually for me and not really anyone else but amnesia the bunker came out you know oh yeah 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 uh i still need to get around to armored core six so we can do that fucking no spoiler cast i like, forgot about that too and i have to buy that yeah Di- diablo Shit. four like i haven't played that one yet uh, oh, you've not even touched it yet? Yeah, well, I haven't, I haven't even bought it. Well, fuck Diablo 4. Just play Baldur's Gate. Yeah, I need it. Baldur's Gate? And the, the list keeps growing, dude. Jusant, uh, the, the new one on oh, Game Pass. Yeah. That just came out. Yeah. Cocoon is still downloaded. Like, oh, I forgot about Cocoon too, dude. And then I know it's just like a for me thing because I'm getting it so I can play with Sabrina, but Avatar Frontiers of Pandora comes out in December. Yeah. I'm playing that shit because it looks fucking beautiful. So um, <laughs> it's the, next year. I'm, I'm now I'm now I'm more serious. Next year is going to be a non-challenge year where we fucking play backlog catch up and play all the games that we couldn't play this year. Uh, I actually have a challenge. I'm not doing it. <laughs> The shitty thing no. is, is I have a challenge, and it's much worse than this year's challenge. But I oh, was like, God. I'll do a wait. Yeah, no, no, it's bad. Well, I came up I, with this challenge since like we're three not doing ago. it. Since we're not doing it, you can just go ahead and tell the audience, right? You want it? It's a it's a point based system. Oh God. And, yep. <laughs> if like so, let's just say you know how Austin's favorite genre is like a JRPG. Uh huh. Okay, he would have only gotten like one point for that. But uh-huh. his what's his uh-huh. most hated game? Like uh, like a racing game, probably. Mm, he yeah. could have gotten a higher score for that, and like there would have been points for like if he platinumed it or a thousand did it, it whatever. Yeah, um, you know, whatever he could the have fuck. Gotten, yeah, <laughs> he could have gotten extra stuff for that. So it would have been a point based system for us to get to probably like a hundred points, like individually, no team based shit this year. Fuck. Individually. Fuck me. Yeah. 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 Completely genre based and like platform based, but this was like bef- we've all started to have a really bad half of this last this year has like at the halfway point started to nosedive and then for him it has nosedive even worse. Then he was super excited to not have to do a challenge. I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna ruin his day. <laughs> <laughs> well so my my challenge uh, was actually going to be relatively easy and is tied into the backlog stuff. So oh, let's do it. Okay, just okay. fucking clear backlog. Challenge go starting now. <laughs> starting now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so we we both agree that this has just been an outstanding year for games. But yeah, like, man. if you look back at, uh, well, I mean, you I guess kind of already sort of answered my question a little bit. I was going to ask um, if you feel like there have been any uh, like changes in how you feel about older years and whether or not there were, um, I guess, like standout titles that would from those other years that would stand out today, if that makes sense. In regards to like... Mm, 
do I think games from those peak years still hold a candle to the ones that came out this year? Yeah, like if you were to bring like Bioshock, for instance, to, yeah. to 2023, does Bioshock still? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm fair like, enough. I mean, I, I really, because I went straight to The Witcher, and I don't even think I'd put The Witcher on a, as a contender for this year. Like The Witcher 3? Yeah. Mm, I really don't think I could. I think this year, like if I can think of a quick top five, like, I mean, Baldur's Gate 3, whether I finish the game or not, is one of the most well-crafted games I've ever played in my entire life. Mm. Um, so that one's immediately up there. Street Fighter Six did so good at giving me a more streamlined fighting experience that I could really get behind and fucking dive into a Street Fighter that I've not done since Street Fighter 4, and I feel more connected to the franchise than I have in a long time. Like, great job there. Um what was the first hi-fi rush with the shadow drop coming out of nowhere getting yeah. me, dude really high on one of my favorites of all time list like i'm not going to say it breaks top 10 but it did something that i didn't know i wanted from a video game um and on top of that spider-man is my game of the year and i fuck i really want to play alan wait because i feel like it'll be up there like all of those games I just mentioned, I think I, weirdly enough, I, I think I just said Hi-Fi Rush doesn't break my top ten, but I would put it over The Witcher in terms of what it delivered this year. It shook up a formula, and it gave us something brand new. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I know that sounds stupid to me, like, to hear that The Witcher doesn't uh, come in contention this year, but, like, I mean, even looking at 2016 with some of my favorites, dude, 2016 we had Dark Souls 3. That's yeah. not that's I'm going to say it. I don't think in terms of gameplay, putting them side by side, I don't think it beats Lies of P. Damn, I think Lies of P is a more streamlined, really fun game. I didn't finish it yet again, but I had to play it. And Dark Souls three is one of my favorite games of all time. I love the lore of the Dark Souls and I love what that game did for me as a person and the kind of community that I was introduced to because of it. But Lies of P is beautiful in mm -hmm. every sense of the word in terms of gameplay, boss fights, mechanic, art direction. Wonderful, wonderful game that sets itself up for a really promising future if they hold true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's like looking at a 2016 game. You go back to 2007 and you have Assassin's Creed um, or Halo 3. I I can't speak to something. I think, I mean, I can't speak to a FPS this year coming close to Halo 3 status outside of what's coming out on Friday um, in terms of just multiplayer. Because we all know Call of Duty is still going to be the best-selling game of this year, no matter how many shitty yeah. reviews it gets. <laughs> um, I don't think much really comes close to uh, Halo in terms of having a true competitor for first-person shooter this year, unless I'm just missing something. Yeah. Which I don't think I am. Um, but, like, do you see, like, the, what I'm saying is, like, all of these games from these past big years, like, to me, I don't see them holding a candle to what we got this year. It it was just, it de they delivered, man. Um, I, I have nothing bad to say about this year. Uh, no, I got some bad. We'll talk about that at the end of the year. Mm, yeah, <clears throat> that's... So, uh, no Bloodborne remasters. Fucking travesty. Boy. I have um, dreams about that, dude. As you should. Yeah. Anyway. 
Well, I mean, do you think, I mean, t I want to ask you your same question. Do you think there is a game that could hold true today against this powerhouse of a team? Um, so let me, I mean, let me look at my, my top 10. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I was, I've been looking at this list for the past two hours. So it's easier for me. Like even funny enough, 2015 Dying Light, Dying Light 2 came out this year. I think the, the original Dying, did Dying Light 2 come out this year? No, it was Dead Island 2 came out this year. That's what came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dying so Light no, 2 was last year. Yeah. That one was poop. Um, I mean, thinking about the... Oh, shout out Dead by Daylight 2016. Holy shit. Um, I, I don't know. It, it would be hard, but... One of the things that would make it so difficult is because when you think about games that did come out in, like, say, like, 2001. Like, I, I know that wasn't one that was, like, on our list, but, like, yeah, yeah. J just just say that. Because if I'm not sure. mistaken, that was the year that, like, Grand Theft Auto 3 came out. Um, so let's just, just say that. When you were playing games in 2001, like, you weren't... I, I, I'm not sure that those games hold up gameplay wise to what we are what we're currently playing now and it's a different time right like where if you look at say something like uh like 2009 had uh left for dead or no i think it was left for dead 2 uh batman arkham asylum i, I think demon souls was that was that year uh but, but like Arkham Asylum, great game. One of the one of the best to ever do it. But like, uh, let me see. Uh, uh, Spider Man Two, yeah, Spider Man Two came out this year. I'm not yeah. I'm not sure that Arkham Asylum is better than. Well, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh well, that's not for me to say. That's, yeah, I, we'll, I got real defensive. Real we'll quick. we'll talk we'll talk about that when game of the year comes around. <laughs> Fuck me. I, um, I, that made my heart rate go up. But, like, uh, what was the year that Mass Effect came out? 2007, right? Like, yeah. Uh, would I take Mass Effect from 2007 over... Um, what's a... a Baldur's act, Gate. Baldur's Gate? Or, or, or Lies of P, even? No, I don't think so. Um, hell, I don't even know that I would take it over Final Fantasy 16, and I don't even like Final Fantasy 16 like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what I was trying to do. Like, I know gameplay. Obviously, today's games are going to be better. But I tried putting myself in that mentality of where I was at when I was playing an Arkham or a Witcher or uh, a Fallout in, in comparison to uh, a Starfield. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, well, fucking Fallout beats Star. I, I am so sorry to everyone who likes that game, but I <laughs> am a huge Elder Scrolls fan. I tolerate Fallout. I apparently dislike Starfield heavily, and I don't know what my issue is. Um, that's It's all on me. So maybe I put Fallout over Starfield. But what I'm saying is I try to look at it th through those eyes of where I was at at the time, and I still think using those or, – or, sorry, using that perspective, I still don't – I wouldn't take any one of those games over what we got this year. Yeah. Uh, I, 2007 had Portal – if I'm not mistaken. Oh fuck me! I would. Nothing I could think, ever beat Portal. Yeah, Portals uh, and and Portal Two even, uh, which was like I think like 2011, which is another strong strong year. Um, yeah. 
I fucking love Portal 2. I, yeah. I would put Portal 2 probably near the top of my list of games that come out yeah. this year. Um, Dude, I think that's one of the best games ever made. Portal 2? Or, or Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say Portal over Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to think of what kind of comes close and, you know. Portal would really make it into my top five. All time? Uh, this uh, for this year, it would yeah, make it into agreed. my top five. For hey, hell, maybe in my top three. I would say Portal One makes it into top five. Portal Two might take Game of the Year. Yeah, Portal. God, dude, Portal Two so fucking good. Yep. Um, um, Valve hit me with Portal Three, twenty twenty four. We don't got much coming out, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, like, uh, it's it's hard to do that, but given like. Uh, Try to put yourself into playing Metal Gear. Well, for for me, like playing Metal Gear okay. Solid for the first time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I that's a game that blew my fucking mind. Alan Wake is doing that for me right now. Like, if I'm being honest with you, um, but yeah, like it makes you feel like a fresh gamer again. Like yeah. you're getting to experience something new. I, yeah, and and it's Damn it's it. different <laughs> because because. Metal Gear Solid was doing weird things with video game storytelling, whereas I That's true. I almost feel like Alan Wake is doing weird things by being a video game. Like it almost it almost what shouldn't the fuck? be. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's well, it feels like a movie or a book or something. It, uh, kind of like everything. It kind of just feels that like everything. It feels like art. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Shut up, dude. I can't spend money, Josh. That's what I said great for just a second ago is because you're making it sound more enticing than <laughs> this is why I'm playing Fortnite. It's free. <laughs> True. It, it is free. <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, the only other question I, I, I would think before we beat this topic to death is, is do you think that there's anything with regards to those other years, just to kind of tie it back to our original question, that like there was a secret sauce being cooked up in those years? I mean, wasn't 07 the year that the consoles... No, that was 05 that they launched, right? Yeah, it was like 05 and 06, I think. I think maybe for 07 it was that the consoles had finally been out long enough and that was their year for all the big drops. Mm. Because Halo... uh, Sorry, Xbox 360 dropped with Halo 2, right? Not dropped with, but it had Halo 2 in the beginning. Mm, Yeah, I think so. I'm I'm pretty sure. Because I think... Well, duh, because it was on the Xbox. Um, I think... So 360, PS3, and the other one, the fucking Wii all came out in 05, 06? Uh, Is that right? I'm pretty sure it was 05 for the Xbox 360, and I'm pretty sure it was 06 for the PS3 and the Wii. I could have that wrong. So for me, I feel like 07 is definitely like... Dude, maybe that's what this was. Holy shit, now that I think about it. Consoles have been out for two, three years now, right? The PS4, uh, sorry, PS5 and the series? Yeah, uh, 2020, I think, is when they both launched. So maybe... 07, would you say the development cycle was faster or or longer back then? Uh, Much shorter. Much shorter. So maybe what happened was it was the consoles had finally been out for the perfect amount of time... And that's when we finally started to see those big drops happen, like in 07. And this year, in 2023, consoles have been out for a substantial amount of time. And if you look back at the past years, we've had some good games, 
but we've not had games that truly take advantage of what I would consider to be, you know, the next generation of uh, both mechanics and just taking advantage of the consoles and stuff. So maybe this is the part of the development cycle where all of the big games that they've been working on finally just released. And it took a little while to get us started. You know, we've had a couple of decent games over the past few years, but this is the first year where they're like, here's what we've been working on. Um, and I can kind of maybe correlate that with 07. 09 maybe was just, you know, one of those perfectly magic years. And so, I mean, 2015 and 2016 were okay to me, but you know what I'm saying? Like maybe mm. it's in conjunction with like a console release being two to three years prior. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's totally possible. Uh, and maybe even probable, honestly. Um, I, what about, I, I mean, do you think it had like those 07, 09, maybe 11, 16 and 15? Like, do you think they had anything special as like a secret sauce, as you said? Uh, I don't know. It, 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 it's hard for me to, to lay that at the feet of, um, of, uh, how do I want to put this? It, it, it's hard for me to say that 100%. Um, without without taking into consideration like when certain games came into development and stuff like i feel like in 2007 we were at the tail end of the bush era like bush was going out of office in 2009 right um but i i kind of feel like bioshock is a sort of like uh response to political stuff at that time you know it's very much about a uh libertarian um asshole i guess who's yeah. you know trying to trying to create his own image of society and i kind of feel like it ties back in with that sort of thing um but like i can't i, I like that though because it's like a game it's games being a product of their time too yes yes exactly like you can't yeah. I, I don't think that you can necessarily separate the two i think that they are responses to how people feel within those given times but um i also think that like Within the span of, I'd say, probably, like, six years. Like, 1998, you have Metal Gear Solid. You have Ocarina of Time. You have Resident Evil 2. You have Fallout 2, uh, the first Half-Life. And in 1999, you have... um, Let's see, 1999. Where was I? I was just looking at this. Uh, You have Soul Calibur, Gran Turismo 2, System Shock 2... Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, uh, like, you have all... EverQuest was released that year, you know? And then uh, 2000 wasn't necessarily a letdown, but then, like, 2001, Halo, Grand Theft Auto, Smash Bros., Metal Gear Solid 2, Devil May Cry. Uh, 2002, you had Morrowind. You had fucking... What's the... What's the the GameCube Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Sunshine, uh, Metroid Prime was that year, Splinter Cell. Like, you had a ton of games coming out in 2002. And uh, the reason that I'm, I'm bringing all of this up is because from probably 98 to 2004, you had an explosion 
of like games. The the Xbox was new. The PS2 was new. The uh, GameCube was new, and you had all of these people who were working on schedules that were like one to two years per 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 game on development, and they were just coming out like you know just like that, just like that, just like that. So when we when we think about what it is now where it takes five, six, seven years for a gigantic game like Tears of the Kingdom or Baldur's Gate 3. Because I, I, if I'm not mistaken, Baldur's Gate 3 has been in early access since like yeah. 2018. It was, it's been a lot. Yes, I was going to say 2018, yeah. So like, you, I think you're able to look at older like years and 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 see ambition in small titles and and you're able to see like a like I said like a 5 6 year run where you have all these great games but it's because they had the time they had the opportunity they had like in in 2001 video games weren't what they are today you know what I mean it was still like very much a, a niche thing and it was very much like geared towards very certain like very small audiences we'll put it that way now in 2017 or what the fuck why did I just say 2017 what the fuck just happened to my brain I don't know holy shit okay in 2023 (laughs) god damn um You you have to not only appeal to these people who are like diehards of of video games who've been playing since you know the eighties or the nineties, but you're also having to appeal to a much wider audience of people who just casually do things right, and in order to grasp. the widest net possible. I feel like you're having to do stuff like what Alan Wake 2 is doing. You're having to do what Baldur's Gate 3 did for so many people. You're having to do what Tears of the Kingdom did. You're, you have to set yourself apart and also have this sort of like accessibility to you. That, that I feel like that's why you see so many reboots. Like, why do you think that Mortal Kombat One is called yeah. Mortal Kombat One? It's because they're trying to reintroduce this franchise to a whole new set of players while keeping like everyone who loved the series there. You know what I mean? Yep. I I really feel like you have this year in particular being full of so many great games, but not only because of COVID, because you but because you have to be doing something interesting in order to grab people's attention. You can't just be a Halo 2 anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that in a way, when we look back at those older times, it is the nostalgia that you were talking about because we love Halo 2. We love fucking uh, Metal Gear Solid. We love Grand Theft Auto 3. But we love them because they were doing something interesting then and that isn't now that was that place in time 
And now you're having to do, like I said, what Alan Wake is doing, like what all these other games are doing in order to be different, in order to grab the audiences that you grab, in order to just be something new. Um, yeah. good. I, I don't know. It, I, I feel like I'm starting to ramble it up. A little bit. No, so. you're not rambling. That was a good way to wrap it up because I feel like we just fucking tackled every aspect of that topic we possibly could. Uh, yeah. The only thing that I didn't get a chance to talk about because I have no insight in it whatsoever. This would absolutely come from someone like Justin at the end of the year. It's just something I want to know is how this year did in comparison to sales in prior years. Mm -hmm. Um, Because with how fantastically games have sold this year and are going to sell when Call of Duty drops, I want to see how this year stacks up against mm, at least for sure the past couple of years, but I want to see a COVID year. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when I say COVID year, I know past couple of years have been COVID years, like 2020. I want to see how this year stacks up against that. Yeah, um, I agree. Because we've had some stellar games, and that's what I truly want to see. Um, I don't really follow sales and stats like that a lot, but I know he that's kind of his job. So yeah, um, I would love to hear that come December 31st. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and, I guess, talk about what we've been playing. Um, I'll go first. Okay, cool. Yeah, because mine's fucking stupid. So, I don't know how this happened. <clears throat> oh, you were looking no, for I, something cheap to play. I mean, essentially, you're not wrong. This is actually Sabrina's fault. I will say that. It, it's not going to seem like Sabrina's fault. It is. I'll get to that. It's actually <laughs> Austin's fault, too. No. God damn it. This all comes... No, he didn't ask me. No, he did. There's a lot that went into this. So, what had happened was... I platinum Spider-Man. Uh, you know, surprised everyone, both Josh, Austin, and I, all of us, have all Platinum Spider-Man, finished it. Um, Talk about that later. It's not for today. But after that, I felt more empty in my life than I've ever felt, ever. I, literally, it would look like, you've seen Daredevil, right? Mm, Yeah. The first season. You know how uh, Fisk stares at that painting, or he stares at the wall? Because that was me. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that was me staring at the TV because I didn't know what to do because Spider-Man was over. Um, good news, I can go back and swing through and take pictures, but I genuinely felt lost, dude. Like, I, I didn't have excitement to play anything. Um, and I, I was curious, like, how much time did I actually put into Spider-Man? So I was going through, I was going through PlayStation. I was like, oh, okay, cool, 42 hours it took me to platinum it. And then I started looking at how much time I had put into other games. And I kept scrolling down the list, and eventually I found Fortnite, and I was like, oh, lol, how much did I play this? Uh, 450 hours. Oh, my God. Yep. So, during the original Fortnite Battle Royale days, original, none of this bullshit now, I played the hell out of it. Like, it had just dropped, it had just, it's, it was PUBG's biggest competitor, was on the uprising, it was not what it is today. That's when I played Fortnite, and I played the ever-loving fuck out of it. Um... So that 450 hit me hard, dude, because I know in past years I have not spoken kindly about that game. And I was like, oh, dear Lord. Like, ah, that's a lot of time, man. And I sent that to Austin, 
and he made a good point. He was like, all these years you give me shit for Fortnite, and you have 450 hours sitting <laughs> on your PlayStation. I was like, that's valid. I can't, uh, I can't even say anything, man. Um, and then he sent me a following message that said, the new season drops tomorrow night if you're down for playing. And I said, ha ha, no, not doing that. <laughs> um, and then Sabrina found out that there was like, you can get an Aloy skin. Her favorite game of all time is probably Horizon Zero Dawn mm-hmm. um, and Forbidden West. So that's just her favorite thing. So she was like, oh, I'm just going to download it and look at the skins. Tell me why 10 minutes later I hear her playing a game. That's not looking at skins. Okay. Tell me why after that I immediately went to download it. I was like, well, if she's going to play it, I'm going to play it with her. Well, one day, one match, a couple matches, I thought we'll just play it, get it out of her systems, uninstall it go about our business uh, it's been like four or five days and i'm still playing it um i'm very upset with myself because i was mad today playing it i'm not even ha- i'm not even gonna lie to you like so it was just some battle royale bullshit stuff that shouldn't have been happening it was happening <laughs> I, I, I but i kept playing it mm. But on the opposite side of that spectrum, last night I was having so much fun that I was recording clips of some of the hilarious shit that was happening. Um, so it's a weird back and forth. It's a very abusive relationship. I feel like I've had this with another game franchise before, but I don't remember what it was. Hmm. Um, but I will say that the new season has dropped, and it's called... Uh, I don't know if it's Fortnite OG or Battle Royale OG. I don't know what it is. Essentially... I got super excited because I thought this meant that I was going back to my days. Uh, and I was super excited to play that with Sabrina because she, did, she didn't know what Fortnite was back then. Mm-hmm. It is very much different than what it is today. And unfortunately, Fortnite OG does take it back to the original days of when they started this whole new version of Fortnite. So it is not from my glory days, unfortunately. But it is still... So I play zero build strictly. I do not play the building mode. Um, a, I suck at it. I don't like shooting someone, and then there's a fucking hotel built in front of me in three seconds. <laughs> so I don't do that. So I just play zero build, and she loves that too. She hates the building. So we play that together. So I play OG zero build, and there's a lot of places on the map that I'll say that I do recognize. Um, like, uh, like Salty Springs is still there, and uh, Tilted Tower is still there. Um, but a lot of the places I see are... N- I'm going to say new, and it's going to sound stupid to a lot of the players who have stayed with the game, but, like, I think it's called Paradise Palms or something, or, like, uh, Tomato Temple. Like, all of these places are not familiar to me, unfortunately. Um, so, it's not exactly new, or it's not exactly OG. Like, I, I hate that they called it that, but it's still... I think bare bones enough for me to actually enjoy it, especially when you couple it with zero build. It's still a battle royale. I still have my problems with it, but I hate to say that I am actually having fun with it. With when when I, when I play with Sabrina, I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just running duos, and I f- I fucking hate it because I mean they make it enticing, dude. Um, like the battle pass is a lot of fun to level up, whether you have the premium shit or not i mean it's i like how they do it it's not like a one through 100 system it's you collect stars and you get the uh uh the little rewards that you want you do have to meet a certain level threshold like you can't just take uh 
10 stars and go unlock the very last skin. Like, you do have to get to that, but it's just different. So I like a lot of the stuff that they do in that regard, and the game looks really, really good. Um, I like that it, I think, runs at 120 frames on my uh, PS5 and TV combo, so that's nice. Um, it's It's still Fortnite, man. I mean, I have nothing spectacular to say about it other than this new season it's kind of fun i mean it's og enough for me to enjoy it it's going to be a shorter season it only lasts four weeks and it started this past week so um, as of i think tomorrow we're two weeks in so there's only a couple of weeks left in it and then i guess it goes to the actual true big season again i'm not sure i don't know how they're going to do it but i am glad that i came back a little bit for this season because it takes it back just enough for me to be able to enjoy some fortnite again last year it was apex this year was Destiny and Fortnite. Mm. Eh? Yeah. Whatever it's works. Right. Eh, it, mm, it, it's free. <laughs> yeah. It's free. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I'm ready, dude. Fucking sell me on this shit. Just sink it into my system. Tell me about a game that I need to go buy. All right. Um, Alan Wake 2. Uh, I kind of don't even know where to begin if I'm just being honest because there's so much stuff to say about it that like it's um, it's hard to it's it's kind of hard to quantify honestly so I was reading reviews of this uh, as they were coming out because I was I was excited about this game I was very very fucking excited and I was reading certain reviews, um, and the GameSpot one, I think I think it's GameSpot, um, the way that that review comes out is it, it talks a little bit about how, like, a lot of people talk about uh, pieces of art being ambitious, and what they mean when they say that is um, that uh, it it's has a lot of really good ideas and um, it doesn't execute on them all that well. But Alan Wake 2 is kind of like the exception. And I really genuinely feel that in my kind of like core. Like, I love that first game quite a bit. But it's not... It's not uh it, it's not the absolute best version of that game, right? Like it it definitely could be better and it, it probably should be in almost every respect, right? Like it 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 doesn't do everything that it could do the best and if it if there were certain things that were tightened up in that first game, it it, it could be considered like an all time great. I love it, but like, I understand that the, the flaws that are associated with it. Well, everything about this game is feels polished to an absolute fucking sheen, dude. It just doesn't make sense that this game should exist in the state that it exists in. It is unreal the 
amount of ideas and things that are in this game that like just they're just different man like okay so for instance there is a uh there's a point in this game uh, a chapter that i i just played not too long ago um where it is basically like a multimedia experience it's like a um I don't even know the best way to, to describe it. It's just, you're playing through the section and it's kind of a puzzle where you keep going in these sort of loops, but like within that sort of like circle, there are these gigantic like billboards where you are seeing a live action, like real people are doing this like music video type thing where there's like theater involved and there's music blaring in the background and it's like this 80s glam metal and then like they start throwing in enemies and it just it's like this multimedia experience that just is like fucking chef's kiss dude it's so good it reminds me a lot actually of the uh ashtray maze in control it just feels like very different. It's one of my favorite sequences in any video game I've played ever. Like it just, I was grinning like a fucking idiot the entire time I was playing it because again, as I'm, as I'm making my way through this, I'm kind of like the music is going and it's really good. But then I'm like seeing like these really like elaborate, like, on stage performances of these real actors, these real people doing this stuff. And it is just, it's, it's so good, dude. It's, it's, it's 10 out of 10, no fucking notes. Um, but then you like the genre of this game is survival horror. And it really tries its best in the gameplay department to stick to those roots. So there, it, it really, goes back to stuff like that very first like Resident Evil or even even Silent Hill to an extent where it has a sort of like drip feed of really well placed item and uh like um resource uh, it, it, where the where the resources are placed are very very fine. It's very fine tuned to where you have it very often you have just enough bullets to get through a scenario. And if you waste your ammo and you don't have healing items or something like that, you're kind of fucked in the situation that you're in. It very much reels or deals in intense like the scare factor and really kind of doubles down on what makes the genre work and tick the enemy designs. They don't feel spongy in the way that like you feel like, I don't know the best way to like, you know how in destiny, like you'll have these, you'll have these bosses that just feel like they're just eating your bullets and like, Oh yeah. Every fucking one of them. Yeah. Yeah. It never really feels like that. Like even the super strong enemies, like when you hit them with a shotgun blast, they'll, they'll fall to the ground. They might not die with that one shotgun blast, but like, it feels 
like you are doing work. It feels like you are actually doing something as opposed to just spraying your bullets into something, hoping that the health meter goes down. Um, visually, this game is beautiful to look at. I've run into a couple of things where, like, uh, you know, I- I'll see some pop-in. Uh, but, like... I think that that's because the areas are so richly fucking detailed, like with the way that the grass moves. There's these really nice forested areas that like uh, the section that I was just playing through earlier today, like has this beautiful orange glow because the sun is supposed to be setting at the same time. And like all of the lighting coming through the forest leaves and it's just, it's stunning. Just beautiful again 10 out of 10 no notes um but the way that everything kind of for me coalesces is around the story so the original one is uh is interesting because it's it's about a writer and he he gets trapped within like like basically his own mental prison because uh, the the stuff that he is writing is like manifesting in the real world. It, it's a long, weird, and convoluted story. But basically, the point of that original game, at least narratively, was that like sometimes you can get caught up in your own work, and it's detrimental to all of those around you. That's kind of kind of the point. And Alan Wake Two, I feel like, is talking a lot about creativity and the doubt and struggle that comes along with that. Um, And that the way that that manifests within the game is really interesting in, in a multitude of different ways. But like the reason that like, I love that so much is it resonates with me as someone who like really loves being creative. Like that's like, if you ever, ever, want to get me talking and really want to like just have me not shut up for hours get me talking about horror movies and creativity with involved within horror movies and how that manifests outwardly like what what you were able to take from that that sort of thing right just do that i'll talk you to death i also really like making my own shit. And because of that, I understand the struggles with uh, feeling inadequate, with feeling like you're, you're making yourself go into circles that never end up going anywhere, that you feel like creatively bankrupt. You feel like you're, you get the imposter syndrome, right? Like you feel like nothing you're doing is working. And that really again, really fucking resonated with me. But the way that that kind of manifests, like it's not just a story being told to you through the, through the plot and everything. Like it actually extends out into the gameplay where like as Saga, you're this detective, right? And you're trying to put together these clues that like um, will lead you further along down the plot. And to me, the way that I feel like that is storytelling is like, I feel like whenever I am 
analyzing a piece of media or I am like um, trying to come up with like a script and I'm, I'm doing research and stuff like that, I find these things that lead me to the story that I'm trying to tell. So like she's trying to figure out the plot of the game more or less as a detective. And that is like kind of what the creative process is. Like you're finding things and like making, making assumptions and drawing points together through your discoveries. I think that that, genius but then on the Allen side of of the game where you're playing as him you have a very similar system but like you are writing it and in certain respects you run into dead ends and it, it feels like like uh, for lack of a better term it's like it's like writer's block and so you have Alan who his puzzles all revolve around making the scene different so you can get to the end of a plot thread. So like the I if I'm not mistaken it's like the second uh chapter that you play as Alan, you find yourself in this um subway. And in the subway, you run into this area where it's like unclear what you're supposed to do. And then you get this bit of plot inspiration where you can change uh, you can change something the way that the plot is supposed to operate. And when you do that, a new avenue within the subway opens up. And now you're not blocked anymore. Now you can move forward again. And again, to me, that feels like something that's creative. Like, like it feels like you write yourself into a corner and you're like, oh, how am I supposed to do this? Okay, let's rethink this. I have these elements here. What if I take this cult thing and maybe they're in the subway for this and okay, whoa, that works. The plot, the plot fucking works now. I just think that's so fucking genius. Like I, maybe it won't resonate with everyone, but it's certainly fucking resonating with me. Like, I, I don't even like I almost don't even have ways to explain how it makes me feel. But like there are so many different like other little intricacies that you could get into. Like the the town that you are in, Bright Falls, there's, there's like technically two, but like it's all based around like Finnish architecture. And when you think about the fact that Remedy is a Finnish studio it's like, oh, like, okay, so, like, they're putting themselves into the game. They're giving their own, like, artistic vision and putting, like, Finnish culture in there. You know what I mean? Or, like, um, you have stuff like Sam Lake, who is playing Detective Casey, who was written by Alan Wake, who was written by Sam Lake. You know what I mean? Fuck, yeah. There's so many, like, different narrative things that could, like, they just work. They just, like, they're thought-provoking and, like, they they just work. Um, I don't know, man. I 
I could fucking talk about like the the many different things that this game gets right, and it gets so so much right. Uh, my only complaint, and I mean my literally my only complaint, is I've run across uh, a couple of bugs that have been um, I don't want to say infuriating, but they've been like like they set you back. Yeah, they. they not necessarily set you back, but they, they like halt your progress. So you have to go back to it like another save type Aww. thing. And that, that has been frustrating for me. Cause there was one, there was one sequence where I had just finished up a boss fight and I was supposed to be putting together this puzzle thing. And I went to the area where I was supposed to find one of the pieces of the puzzle. And the, um, a thing that I was supposed to do to make it happen, I I did it, but there was like a, a visual glitch that basically halted my progress. Like I couldn't get past mm-hmm. this one little thing because of of a visual glitch that had happened. And so I had to revert back to a save. I lost about like like thirty minutes of progress. It wasn't much. I, I I basically I mean... had to do like a boss fight again. But it was still it was it was annoying. It, yeah. So, I I do know that they're working on that stuff. Like some of the reviews pointed out that you were um, that there was like uh, worse than that bugs when they were having the review stuff, and apparently those are fixed now. Um, so it, it is something that they are actively working on um, making changes, but like. As a commitment to creative vision, as a really, really great piece of like narrative-driven horror fiction, this game is mind-blowing, honestly. Like, I, I genuinely don't know of another game that I felt like this strong of a feeling towards in a very, very long time. Um, it is excellent. Just full that's stop. wild, man. That says so much, and it's just it kept happening too. I mean, it's. I think we said it literally last week or last episode. Um, you're gonna play this game and you're gonna fall in love with it, and it's gonna knock out Spider-Man as your game of the year, and it's gonna be your new one. Yeah. But I mean, like I think I, we were saying through the group chat or maybe individually, I don't know, but like. It can't go any more up yeah. than this. <laughs> it, yeah, it's going to be very hard to top this, in my yes. opinion. Like, it, even, and I don't think Baldur's Gate speaks to you the way this does. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Like, I, I love D&D. I love playing that game. And Baldur's Gate 3 seems like basically D&D, the video game. So I'm sure that I will love it. I don't think that it's going to resonate with me the way that this nope. game is. Yeah, that sounds like a way more emotional connection than anything like a just a loving connection that's fucking wild dude i had the same thing with spider-man and it kills me that i can't talk about it yet because i think i said it through the group chat oh i mean i i can say it briefly it i mean it it ties stardew and hard gold for me i mean damn yeah i it it hit me hard like i i cried during the fucking game dude i don't do that Mm. i mean i it it it's favorite game of all time it's tied with the, it's the tied with the big two yeah that is, that's and that's shit. not even recency bias that is i've not played the shit in a week but it 
hit me like no other, man. So I can't wait to talk about it during Game of the Year. Yeah, for sure. And if uh, if we can get Austin squared away, we can. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll talk about it probably mostly during Game of the Year, but we can finally get yeah. his thoughts because I th- I don't think he really expressed. Uh, much other than that he had kind of like played it and like he thought it was very good, right? Yeah, he said that his uh, excitement cooled down a little bit on it, but I've seen him playing it within the past 24 hours. Like, I know he still loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, I'm excited to to get to Game of the Year because it's going to be... <laughs> this is going to be the hardest one we've ever had. I genuinely, yeah, dude, it's going to be so fucking difficult because I think, I think all three of us are going to end up with separate individual game of yeah. the years. I think his will be Armored Core, mine yep. will be Spider-Man, yours will be Alan Wake. Yep. Yep. And, and even then our second places might not necessarily align either. Yeah, because I think my second place is Lies of P. And my second place... Mm, uh, it might be hi-fi, but I need to go back and recalibrate everything this year. Yeah, same. I, I definitely need to go back through and kind of, like, think on each one of these games and be like, hey, does yes. this still work for me? Yep. So. And I, I got a very brief window to play the two that I really want to get to, which is the year, both of your Game of the Years. Yeah. So, good year, though. That's That's what this episode wraps up into, is that this is a fucking great year, man. Yeah, both of us are walking away with games that have hit us like no other game has in a very long time. Yep, yep. I am. Uh, I'm honestly astounded that they this year has happened the way that it's happened. Yes, yes. It's been shitty in terms of personal life, but it's been great for oh, video yeah. games. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, and I know Austin just echoes that too. <laughs> yep. Like I know he can't hear this right now, but he just held up a fist in the air like you preach, brother. Like <laughs> I feel for the guy, man. Like we we've all had some shitty years, but he's going through it. So yeah, we love you, Austin. We love you sometimes. I'm just kidding. We love you all the time. Yes. Uh, I'll put your pants on. Yes, please. God damn. Um. There's only so much jealousy I can take. Come on. Right. Okay, cool. Well, uh, I guess let's do the picks of the week and then we'll get out of here. Um, my pick of the week is, funnily enough, uh, talking about Lies of P. It's a little video called Lies of P Has Ruined Dark Souls for Me. Um, this is from a very small channel that I just happened across the other day. Uh, I think less than... Oh, shit. I think less than 4,000 subscribers. So, Hell yeah. Which is awesome. Um but, uh, yeah, basically it talks about why Lies of P fucking rules and uh, talks about how it does all of the things that FromSoft games do, but better, which uh, I don't know if I would go that far, but I'm with them. Like, I think that it's my favorite Souls-like. Um, I know that's fucking wild to some people, but I just... No, yeah. I see every bit of it, man. I do encourage you. It's, I think, I don't, th- I really don't know because you're such a wild card at this point, but I really <laughs> want you to go back and play Sekiro yeah. to see if you like that game or not. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to go back and play Sekiro. Now, now knowing, I fucking hate it. <laughs> knowing what I know now about how much I loved Wolong and how much I loved Lies yes. of P, like, I, I yeah. think that it'll Was Wolong this year? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, dude. Right now, Wolong oh, is sitting at number God. six for me. Like what? what? Fuck. And I loved that game. Oh wow, wow. Is that that's technically a Souls like, right? Yeah. Dude, that's two this year. Yeah, two Holy this year. Fuck. You need to go play Lords of the Fallen right now. <laughs> I, I don't have the time for that. Man. I know. Oh, oh man. man. All right. Well, my pick of the week. Um, a lot of people might know this song. This is a very popular song if you're familiar with Rocket League or Monster Cat. But it's recently come... Ho- mm, no. It's recently come back into my life uh, quickly because of Fortnite, because I, I've played Rocket League and because of my Epic account being linked, yada, yada. I got this song a long time ago, and it's called Breathing Underwater. It's by Hollywood Principal, and it's the Ether remix. And it's such a just peaceful and serene song, and this was like my go-to. Anytime that I would play Rocket League, this was my song on repeat um, from their soundtrack. And then, like I said, I, I hear it on repeat now that I play Fortnite, and I can have uh, just the song going in the background. But it's wonderful. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Um, it's not it's not tied to either of those games. It's its own artist. So it's a Hollywood principle. Breathing underwater, really good song. Hell yeah, awesome. Well, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for us. Um, Austin, I, I think had uh, mentioned to our Discord that he would be stepping away for a while. Um, we're going to try to work out. Uh, the best ways to get him back with us for as many episodes as we can uh, to end out the year. Because we only have a handful more before Truly. Uh, before game of the year hits. So um, that said, I'm, I'm working on a way to get him with us. Um, and hopefully he will be back next week. We'll have to just, uh, we'll just have to see how that works out. But in the meantime, uh, you can find me on social media. Go to all the things. Go to Instagram at culture underscore bop and uh, at bebopman182. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the bebopman182. Um, I am looking at starting a genuine schedule uh, for Twitch and YouTube uh, for um, next year. Uh, I promise that this is going to happen. Final Fantasy video is coming out this year. Um, it is going to come out in uh, December, most likely, uh, just because work has been insane and I haven't had the time. But it is it is going to be out before Christmas. Um, so uh, go check that out. And then Twitch, I am going to have a schedule starting in the new year. Uh, you'll catch me uh, weekly over there. So Twitch, Culture Bop, do the thing. Uh, lastly, patreon.com slash culturebop. Go over there. Toss us some money. It'll it'll help us get uh, everything back on track for us um, sooner rather than later. So that's it. So, yeah. Um, I guess until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.